question. I wanted to just make a small correction on some of the stuff we talk about in this episode. So we keep saying that the egg wash on the outside is supposed to make the potatoes crispy. Turns out that actually has more to do with uh, making it pretty. <laughs> it, it's actually encouraging the uh, Maillard reaction so uh, that you get a nice brown color on the outside of your Dutch's potatoes. Just so you know, not gonna be able to get real crispy although you are going to get a nice texture from that egg wash, but crispiness is pretty much out of the question. I'm still going to try and figure out if there's a way to get more browning because clearly my oven was not up to the task, but I just want to make sure you guys got the full story on the egg wash before you listen to the episode. So uh, you can disregard all that stuff about crispiness and just focus on the fact that it's for attractiveness purposes. So Anyway, enjoy the episode. Welcome to another High Gluttony. I'm Becca. And I'm Gretchen. And today we are making... Oh! (laughs) are making today we are making duchess potatoes or if you're me and can't stop calling them duchess potatoes for some fucking reason and our recipe we use the recipe right out of the seventh edition of the pro chef and away we go with some analysis of that episode yeah as always you get to hear our thoughts once we've taken enough time away from the recipe to hopefully remember them still. <laughs> that we actually get to listen to them again. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yes. Anyways, yeah. So Dutch's potatoes. This is a really fun way to just spice up your Thanksgiving or any other fall dish that you would normally have a potato with and probably in particular a mashed potato. But this is a really fun, beautiful, and curvy and exciting little potato dish. Curvy and exciting potatoes. That's what you get from us here at High Gluttony. Curvy and <laughs> exciting potatoes. Also, never trust a fingerling. <laughs> yeah. If you listen to our last one, we discovered that fingerlings come up in all potato categories. And so they can never be trusted and never get a fingerling if you need a specific type of potato. But also I love fingerlings. <laughs> Or make sure you're getting them from your your uh, local potato farmer who can direct you towards the right variety because they would know. They would know. That's right. So more potato talk coming your way. Judges potatoes. Potatoes. <laughs> Can't stop talking about potatoes. <laughs> oh, it's great. Okay. Did you carbs are uh, opiate? Did you know that they're in the they can be in the opiate family? No. But I guess that makes sense because they're like sugar addictive. So anyway, okay. Dutch's potato intro. Mm. I like read this sort of earlier, (laughs) but not really because you're like, what world level is this? And I was like, I don't even think I figured that out. (laughs) Well, do you want to talk through it real quick? Sure. I want to say world level one. Would you agree with that assessment? I think maybe 1.5 only because if I wasn't making it side by side with you, I would have been really intimidated by the, not necessarily the piping part, but more the process of keeping things heated, mixing the potatoes, adding the eggs and keeping that balance of hot, but not too hot for the eggs. And so I think going into it, I would have felt really uncomfortable. I don't know that I would have made this had I been just seeking out a recipe on my own, but going through it with you. And hopefully once you've listened to this, it is actually really pretty smooth. So I totally understand why it could be world level one. Well, I'm thinking because I don't know that we, well, we definitely haven't gotten to three or four. So I I like that we've at least stayed within like world level one. I was going to say this might be a world level two because of the piping or, you know, as you said, you'd never piped before. So, you know. And I barely did this time because my 
star tip was way too small at the tip. And so I ended up having to take it off and just use the piping bag hole, basically, (laughs) as like my guide. Um, But it worked out fine. I mean, it was actually pretty easy. But there are a couple of steps and we didn't follow them exactly. (laughs) Maybe we should have followed more of them exactly, but we just, it doesn't matter now. (laughs) Well, uh, okay. So we did decide to bake the potatoes versus doing the recommended method, which was taking the, either peeling the potatoes and boiling them, then draining them and then baking them in the oven. We decided to skip all of that and go straight for baking the potatoes because why put moisture on your potato when you're going to take it back out? Someday I'll do an experiment. I don't know. (laughs) And I think that would have been perfect except for we both had a a couple of larger potatoes that probably should have baked just a little bit longer. Yes, this is very true. (laughs) Trying not to say, um, and then I couldn't talk. So I was (laughs) really, Oh man. Get that thought out. (laughs) Anyway, of course now I forgot what I was going to say too. So Good times all around. Good uh, times. High gluttony times. Anyway. I guess basically we're saying it's kind of a one, it's kind of a two, it's somewhere in between. And part of it depends on your comfort level with piping and eggs and all that stuff. And all of that. <laughs> and all that stuff. Get comfortable with eggs. <laughs> anyway. I don't think we got anything particularly wrong about this aside from our difficulties with also deciding to skip the step of take of removing the skin before putting the potatoes to the potato racer. So I do think this is a perfectly fine method, but it does seem to depend on the size of your potato. So smaller the potato, the easier it's going to be to get it out. Now, this is also where we might run into some of the stuff that we found with where we didn't cook the potatoes as long. So maybe, maybe just cooking them for the proper amount of time would also help because it was those larger potatoes that we were having trouble with. A little bit not sure if we just didn't bake it enough or if skipped a few steps. I think we do go over that fairly in depth in the episode though. So might have to I think so too. In there. But because we we do use we both use potato ricers for this one, which are pretty easy to find if you don't have one. It seems like that is the easiest way to go. And as Gretchen recommends, it's the most space economical in terms of taking up your cabinet storage. But the ricer makes it super easy. And if you do end up in a situation where we did with either slightly undercooked potatoes or maybe thicker skins or something, you just have to kind of intermittently pull those skins out of the ricer as you go or cut the potatoes in half and kind of problem solved. Right. Yeah. We could have helped ourselves by cutting the potatoes in half or uh, making sure they were all the way cooked. But yeah, yeah, part of the good thing was putting it through the ricer was also that the parts that didn't cook didn't go through. So we were able to pull those out. I actually uh, re-roasted them again the next day. I just wrapped them up in some parchment and then uh, re-roasted them and used them to make gnocchi. So yum. (laughs) Okay. Speaking of the next day, one of the pieces of this recipe is that They kind of, interestingly to me, say that you should make small batches throughout the course of serving your meal, which feels kind of wild to have to do something like that on the day of like, if you're making this for Thanksgiving. Well, let me, let me quit part of that because it does say for time of service. Now for most, for people that are usually using a pro chef, you're talking about restaurant service, not at home service. So it's not like if you were making dinner for 20 people, you didn't, wouldn't have to bake potatoes continuously through the meal. But what I was kind of hoping for with this recipe, which was that you could make the potatoes the day before or a couple days before and then let them sit and then day of bake them. So I did that as an experiment. I saved some of the potatoes for Sunday and took part of them straight out of the fridge so that they were basically cold, coming in cold, going into the oven cold, and then took another two and brought them out of the fridge, warmed them up, warmed them up to room temperature first for about an hour, 
and then baked them. I do think that the ones I baked the same day were the best. That being said, baking them the next day, they didn't suck. (laughs) (laughs) They were still perfectly good. And I think it took a little bit longer. I want to say about a half an hour. I have to go back and look at the pictures because I tried to take pictures. I checked that they were cooked all the way through by putting a thermometer in them. And then also tried to take a picture of the time behind it. But I don't know if that picture actually came out like I wanted it to. So I was, I lost my train of thought. I don't think so you would recommend in an ideal scenario, you serve them same day, but it yeah. is okay if you wanted to mix them up, store them in the fridge and then cook them the next day. Yeah. I didn't really notice a difference texture or anything else wise between the ones that I got straight out of the fridge versus warming them up at room temperature. It was just when I was measuring, I measured all of the different ones I baked, which there was like four of them, I think. (laughs) And there, there definitely was a temperature difference, but they all came up to a good temperature fairly quickly. Like I want to say maybe 30 minutes tops. But yeah, so I, I definitely think you can make them and bake them the same day or right around when you're going to serve, you're going to have your best version. But again, they were perfectly good the next day. And maybe trying uh, the thing we were talking about at one point where putting the oven on broil so that you can get a little crispy on the top and then turning the oven down. Cause I think they baked it like 400 or 300, 375. Something like that. Yeah. And that's a good point. Cause we ended up baking ours for about 25 minutes each, hoping to get that sort of brown, crispy crunchiness on the outside. And I think we probably, I feel like I probably ended up cooking it a little bit too long, hoping for that. And so what you're saying is if we had started with the temperature at broil and then turned it down for the rest of the, what was it, 15 to 20 minutes, I think? I think you could go really either way. You could either bake them for, I don't know why, like to me, there's some reason that my brain thinks going broil and then bake instead of bake, then broil. But really, I guess probably it's if you do broil, then bake, you have a little bit more control of the temperature. So you can Mm. monitor that a little bit better. Whereas if you bake, then broil, the top will probably get brown a lot faster. So you wouldn't want to walk away from the oven at the, while you were broiling it, if you're doing it at the end. Got it. I think maybe part of my reasoning is the oven temperature is that it's easier to cool an oven down than heat it up. So going broil than bake usually is the easier way to go because like basically the temperature has to drop in the oven versus trying to get, of course you're dealing with open flame when you broil. So I know I have now talked. You've run through all the scenarios. I run through <laughs> the scenarios now. <laughs> uh, I do think at the end of the day, it was too eggy for me as a person who's not a huge egg fan. And so I had one of them to taste it. And then James ate all the rest of them. <laughs> well, he's there to help you out. I know exactly. What did you think? What did you end up making with them? Or you didn't make anything else? I didn't, I didn't make anything else. I just ate. I ate so much potato that weekend. <laughs> because I mean I did end up making gnocchi and so I froze most of it but I did end up like eating it throughout the week too so I was like I ate a lot a lot of potato that week (laughs) oh real quick so one of the things that might be confusing as you listen through is that I had some trouble with my my piping bag and my frosting tip and my coupler and that was because the kit that I got or the like piecemeal kit that I made didn't include the ring, the like washer kind of ring that connects everything. And so you'll hear us kind of talking through Gretchen, try to help me figure out how to do this without it. And then the star tip that I had, as I mentioned, was really, really, really too small. Mm. And so I ended up just using the bag and my shapes are <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> they definitely look like an emoji. They look like an emoji. They're curvy. They're curvaceous and just free form and, you know, let a body be a body. <laughs> we aren't here to cruise. Uh, That's right. Especially not our potatoes. Right? No. That's not what we're here for. This is a positivity type of podcast. We, we like the <laughs> aim on the high side. 
Hi. 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 Kind of fun there. <laughs> I guess the last thing, one neat trick that Gretchen teaches us in this is that with star tips, I guess of a certain size, you can use them to core tomatoes. And yeah. was there something else? Strawberries. You can haul strawberries haul with them. Haul strawberries and tomatoes. Yeah. So a nice little trick. Yeah. Uh, not exactly related to this recipe, but <laughs> yeah, it's just a handy trick. Um, and I guess really like it, the t- depending on the, the size of your star tip, you can really use any size star tip to take the stem section out of any, what's the word I'm looking for? Tomato? Any tomato? Anything with a core? Anything with a core. Yeah. Well, maybe not anything. <laughs> not an apple. <laughs> no. I was like, no, no, I don't want anybody to think that. That's not, that's not right. Um, <laughs> Back it up. Back it up. <laughs> but we are sharing a video, of course, on Instagram. Uh, we're calling them our walkthroughs. So this is our Duchess potato walkthrough video, and that'll be up on Instagram and YouTube. So go to all those places and subscribe so you can get all of the content you're looking for from us. Like you may not have even known you wanted it, but you're going to get it. So and now you'll need it. You'll need it. <laughs> But Gretchen always posts the recipes and the references of books or other things that we talk about on our website, Mm highgluttony.com. And then, yeah, again, so we're on YouTube, we've got Instagram and listen wherever you find your podcast. Or wherever you found us now, because really. Well, yeah, you're already already listening, I guess. Listening. Tell someone, tell a friend. Tell friends. Yes. Yeah. And I think have fun making your fancy royal duchess potatoes. Yes. I think I'm doing two pounds of potatoes. Is that what you're doing too? I think it's a little over. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I think four pounds of potatoes would be (laughs) excessive for at least this demonstration video. We're doing doing these. Duchess potatoes, which I just really want to pronounce duchess, but they are not <laughs> potatoes. They're duchess potatoes. <laughs> uh, I'm excited because the only connection I have to anything royal along the duchess lines is that I used to read a lot of romance novels yeah. that always had like <laughs> this woman becoming a duchess or like, getting into a family that had some like duchess as part of it so I'm very excited to bring this to full like life in front of me <laughs> beautiful little towers of crispy potatoy goodness exactly sort of the idea here is that these are going to be kind of how you can elevate your mashed potato game for the holiday season this the recipe that we're using comes from um, the seventh edition pro chef I have to look and see if I have the sixth and seventh edition or the seventh and the eighth eighth edition, and then if there's any like difference between the two. Oh yeah, they changed it. Yeah, because there are errors. What we're doing today, which would serve five people, involves two pounds of low moisture, high starch potato. Yeah. So uh, the recipe in the Pro Chef makes 10 portions, but we're going to half that today because we're basically just kind of doing this to, well, I live alone and it's just you and your partner. So um, not as many people to eat 10 portions of Duchess potatoes. Yeah, I can't justify four pounds of potatoes between the two of us. Especially because this was like serve immediately after coming out of the oven. I was like, oh, that's a bummer because like I thought you could make it ahead. So I'm actually going to reserve two of my portions, put them in the fridge, and then cook them tomorrow to see what happens. Awesome. <laughs> I've already been gotten a little high today. So it's perfect. Because we're not doing any knife work, really. Uh, I feel yeah, like this, so. this is a fun one. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one, just because it's, it should be a, it, 
no, no, no. How are you feeling about this, this recipe? Should I read through it first? And then I should ask you that really like, yeah. Why don't you read through the recipe and maybe the first couple of steps, what we're going to be doing today, because we're going to have to take a little pause at some point, right? And right. Time and travel on this one. We've got some, some time in, in the middle here. So for our five portions of Duchess potatoes. Why am I saying that? Duchess potatoes. <laughs> Duchess. Also, it's kind of funny too, because it's like, then they're just douchey. But Duchess is a very different <laughs> approach. <laughs> I mean, a Duchess rules over a Duchy, so that sort of makes <laughs> it's No, no, that's just not right. <laughs> not right. Uh, all right well if take a hit if Gretchen says do chess again yeah <laughs> I say it again y'all get to either take a drink or take a hit yeah exactly yeah <laughs> here's to enjoying your fuck up all right <laughs> so for our five portions of duchess potatoes we are using two pounds of low moisture potatoes two ounces of butter, two egg yolks. They should be a beaten up a little bit. Um, this has a few grains of ground nutmeg, which I'm assuming is just like, you know, if you're, if you're fancy like me and are grating it yourself, you just do a couple little grates over your potatoes. Otherwise, if you're pulling it out of a jar, a pinch. I'm going to say a pinch is about where you want to be. Like a, okay. small, a big pinch, small pinch. Salt as needed, pepper as needed, and egg wash as needed. So you're actually going to need more than your two eggs. Anyway, so there you go. So those are the ingredients for you. So it's great. Not a lot of ingredients. Pretty straightforward. A lot of mashed potatoes often have cream or cheese or something added to it. So this is kind of interesting. It is interesting. Uh, yeah, because for a second, I, when I was looking at the pictures you took, I was like, think there was cream in the recipe but it was it was like um salt it was the salt I kept thinking salt container was cream (laughs) Uh, like remember there being cream in that but I was like no it's like they're kind of like mashed potatoes I'm I'm assuming there's no cream in them also as a part of that because you're trying to get kind of a crispy outside so that's why you don't want to be introducing cream which has water in it well higher water content because your butter does have a little bit of water in it but not a so you said crispy. So talk us through how, how are we going to end up making crispy mashed potatoes? Oh, like here we go. So step one, clean, scrub your potatoes. And we are going to bake ours. So you want to make sure that you get them pretty dry. So alternatively, if you want to make more dishes and more work for yourself, <laughs> like, uh-uh, uh, <laughs> You can not on purpose, which requires you to scrub your potatoes, then peel them, then quarter them, boil them until they're tender, then drain them and put them in the oven to dry them out. Which I'm like, there's so many steps to be doing (laughs) to add moisture to potatoes and then dry them out again. I'm like, this that's 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 dumb. It's just dumb. So we're gonna skip most of those steps and actually leave them in the skin. I did discover that it was kind of good to poke them a couple times with fork just to let some of it, give it some place for the heat to penetrate a little bit. And we're going to bake them in a 350 degree oven. We're going to bake them for about 50 minutes and our potatoes are approximately because I weigh, I weighed them after I baked them. So I did a trial with three sizes of potato. The first one was 2.2 ounces and that took 40 minutes to bake. So if you have smaller potatoes, you're going to bake a little bit faster. Becca and I are going to have potatoes that range from about four and a half ounces, which took about 50 minutes, up to 11 ounces, which is the biggest potato I had. And that one took about 70 minutes to cook. Then once you've baked your potatoes for 50 to 70 minutes, depending on your size of potatoes, uh, actually, sorry, 40 to 70 minutes cover all your potato sizes. You're going to take them out of the oven and either put them through a food mill or a 
potato ricer. If you don't have either of those, I'd probably recommend investing in the potato ricer just because it's a smaller utensil. It fits in a lot more places. <laughs> I know it's pretty big. And my food mill, I think these are silicone parts because part of this recipe is going to require warming up your utensils that you're going to press with. And so my potato ricer is actually all metal versus my food mill, which has got some either plastic or silicone parts. I don't want to put those in the oven. I'm not going to be using that. I think you might also be able to make these using a mixer, but I'm not 100% certain on that. And I decided to forego the mad Gretchenist experiment of trying to do two types of just potatoes. Take a take it. I mean, I have to take a hit too. I guess it does. I guess so. Well, and if you have to, then I have to. Okay, back to it. So, because you had thought you would do a test run of doing one in a food rice in a in a potato ricer and one in the kitchen in a mixer. Yeah, but I just decided that was too many things to try and be doing because I saw right, a potato racer today. And so they're out there. They're not that hard to find. They're not terribly expensive. Turns out now you can get them with different size plates and um, so you can do push different things through at different sizes. So if you, you know, for some reason, the only other thing I can, nope, nope. I lost that thought. Never mind. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. So we bake them. We bake them. Uh, we get them out of the oven. We will make sure our utensils are warm. Partially, this is because you just want to make sure the mixture is still hot because there will be some alteration to the starches if it starts to cool down. And so you have to make sure you do this while it's hot. So I discovered that you can actually just not even worry because let's point out the fact that we're both using Yukon gold potatoes, which have a much thinner skin. Although I assume this would work with either Yukon Golds or Russets, which are suggested by the recipe, uh, where you can just put it into the, ma- the potato ricer and mash it, and it'll take the skin off for you. So, pluck peeling, <laughs> pluck scooping. Yeah. You're just going to do that because. Yeah. So much easier. Ah, not lazy. I'm efficient. That is what I like to say. I'm efficient, mm-hmm. but just know it is deeply rooted in not wanting to do as much work. Uh, (laughs) All right. So after we put those potatoes to the potato racer, we are going to add our butter and our egg yolks, uh, the nutmeg, salt, and pepper. Then we are going to mix that all together. It says just mix them well in. So sure you get, you know, you want to make sure that the, the butter. So if you don't have your butter out already, which I'm assuming you do. um, I don't actually. You don't. All right. It was in the oven, I might have you cut your butter up so it'll soften a little faster because it wants it to be room temperature. And that'll just make it easier to incorporate into the potatoes because if it's cold, you're not going to have a chance and you're not going to have a chance. <laughs> then once we get all those ingredients mixed together really well, putting that, that whole mixture into a piping bag and piping out these lovely little mounds of potatoes onto a sheet pan. That's the word I'm looking for, sheet pan. <laughs> Onto something that can go in the oven. Yeah. So uh, one of the last things we're going to do before we put those little lovely piles of potatoes into the oven is we're going to brush them with an egg uh, an egg wash. So that'll help brown them up a little bit. Get them crispy. So that's how we're going to get our crispy mashed potatoes today. Yeah. So it says make smaller fresh batches throughout the period of service rather than one large batch at the start for best flavor, texture, and color. So... So that's their sage advice that I might ignore, but may not ignore. Who knows? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we're not going to serve these as like service, you know, but. But we'll probably want to eat them right away. Yeah, no, I'm, I already ate the small potato that I put through the potato racer earlier. So I'm going <laughs> to eat a lot of potato today. I do know that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's get our potatoes going. So I'm okay. these. Oh, I need to poke a few holes in mine real quick. Yeah, so I, w- I would just use a, either a fork. You could also just take a knife and sort of slice along one side. Just on one side? Yeah, just on one side. That's how I usually do like my baked potatoes. Because mm-hmm. they'll just develop a sort of natural little split. Do another experiment uh, while, while we're at it. And uh, no, I could bake them and- up, then make them into gnocchi or something tomorrow too. Ooh, good idea. 
So I don't know if we said already, but the oven's at 350 for this part, right? Yes, yes. We're baking okay. the potatoes at 350. For 40 to 70 minutes. Yes. The larger you got this. Or it's going to take. You say you got this? Yeah. I would think so. We've been doing this <laughs> long enough for a bit now. This is literally just putting potatoes in the oven right now. Well, this part, yes. But <laughs> the later parts that a little more, uh, a little, a little trickier. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how I how I do. I am excited now that you have a pastry bag so that we can do chiquette. Ooh, let's do it. Which I either might break you or be totally fine. I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. We'll never know. Okay. I've got Holes Coke. Should I pop them in? Are yours in already? Or no, I'm still cutting. Okay. Side. Okay. Oh, okay. And and they the timer. Stick hard and fast to that 50 minutes, though, because we are going to have to check, you know, poke them. But that should be 50 minutes at least gives us enough time, like a good enough idea that we don't have to keep poking them every 10 minutes. Well, this just says into the desired shape. So you could really pipe these into whatever shape you, you would like, I guess. Fine. I'm kind of just going to go with the standard piping, but I think I am too. Too many options make me intimidated. <laughs> think we need to get fancy or anything but hey people listening to this you get crazy we want to see your crazy yeah. just potato shape <laughs> exactly I would the better. what that would be like a swan could you make a swan out of potatoes I don't think so that seems that seems a little rough bunny what uh, bunny head <laughs> big one big bunny head <laughs> So we're going to let these bake for about 50 minutes and then we'll be back when that when they're ready to go. But my rice are on the oven. Is there anything else that I should try to start warming? So, cuz it definitely said the butter should be warm but not melted. Melted. It's it's getting pretty room temperature, but So yeah, just ba- make sure you're kind of paying attention to how how near to- I'm- I just rotated it, Um, keeping an eye on it. I told you that I put on, no, I maybe I didn't tell you last night that I put on my roller skates and I found like this shiny pair of leggings that were in my closet that I've like never, ever worn. I put Uh on my shiny leggings and roller skated on my patio for like half hour, 45 minutes. (gasps) Did you have the most fun? It was so fun. (laughs) Videos because I was like. This is awesome. But then this morning when I was watching them, I'm like, this is significantly less awesome than I thought it was last night. (laughs) (laughs) But I still I'm on Instagram. (laughs) It's actually funny, but also I'll have to find it. Not look as cool as I thought I did last night when I was a bit tipsy and high. Wheeling around your side patio. <laughs> oh yeah, like the rabbits were out there with me, so I'm like roller. I roller skate over <laughs> Isabella in one of the videos. <laughs> I'm listening. To, I can hear Lizzo in the background because I almost <laughs> neighbors, and it's getting late. I'm sure they don't really want me to be blasting Lizzo right now. Hi. Uh, Put it in your your <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh yeah that's really fun quite toasty yeah <laughs> i better check to make sure that my my butter is room temperature I need to separate my eggs i do too and now that we're down to 11 minutes before we're gonna check oh, time these actually aren't terribly hard especially if you eliminate those weird like extra steps extra steps that just seem like counterintuitive to me to, to be essential especially when they're like and you don't yeah this way <laughs> so why would you ever do it that way right. so then no yeah definitely not thank you no okay one yolk throw those egg whites out always keeping egg whites i'm never using them and i'm gonna make my egg wash just- so are you just Whisk whipping up another egg or something. Yeah, I'm just gonna whisk it up with my little whisk. 
what if there's a little bit of egg white in this? Is this one of those recipes where it's like super crucial? No. Okay. Because you're basically, you're just adding a little richness in trouble when you go the other way and your egg yolk gets in your egg white. That's when you're mostly going to have an issue. I see. The time when you need the egg yolk, you're either going to be straining that custard or it doesn't really matter if there's a little bit of egg white in there. It's just it. you have the yolk and the white and you're trying to do something, for example, whipped, uh, that fat is going to just make it impossible to whip. Okay. Uh, oh, I got to get my nutmeg out. Eight minutes. Uh, eight minutes on the clock all right so we're both prepping these last ingredients before we take our potatoes out yeah it would have been really good if i'd made one of these ice cube rosemary in it really need to clean out my freezer like i just really once my parents get here for the winter I yeah my many flavors of ice cube <laughs> <laughs> i need less more ice cubes <laughs> wait less what Broth. No, right. Broth. I made my first uh, vegetable broth the other day. Did you? What did you? Yeah. Use? I had had, I had saved back a, um, some broccoli stems, asparagus bases, a couple of other random vegetable ends and pieces and stuff. And then I had an onion that was going bad, a bunch of garlic and a bunch of ginger. And so I just threw it all in there with a little bit of salt and let it just cook for a long time. I put, I put some dried oregano and some dried rosemary, but I think that was it. Yeah. I was going to say you got quite a lot going on in there. You said ginger too? Yeah. Real quick. Can you help me set up my coupler and sure. thing? Cause we'll probably have to go quick with the next part, right? Yeah. So we want to make sure that we are really like, we're going to mash those, get those potatoes done. Cause yeah, we want to keep them as warm as possible. All right. We're down to the last minute, but if they bake okay. a little for long, it's not going to hurt them. <laughs> All right. So show me your coupler because I just have my tip in my bag. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're doing the right thing. Just okay. So, okay. Uh, and it so has, put it inside. Yep. You put that part inside. Right. <laughs> like you can do it without a tip, but it's probably going to look a little bit like a poo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then you're just going to, you put the tip over. Um, hold on. This is small. This was the large one. And look how small it is compared to yours. Well, I bought, a, I bought like a whole set of tips like recently. But it doesn't stay? It should have another, there should be a ring, a plastic ring that came on the coupler. No. <laughs> nope. They just no. made a coupler with no plastic ring. Here. So this is what it's, of course, I have to figure out if this is where my coupler is. <laughs> no ring with my coupler either, but that's my bad. <laughs> I think I can find it. Because, yeah, they're supposed to be like, basically, it's like a washer. Uh, oh, that, to an, clip around. Holds it on, yeah. Well, I put the tip on the coupler and then pushed it through. That should be fine. And we'll just see if that works, right? Yeah, because the idea with this is, is that you put that in and you can change your tips out. So like, oh. Creating cake, it's really helpful. So, I, yeah, I, I bought a whole set of Co or whatever that is. Atco. Oh, I saw that. Like A T E C O or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the, a lot of that. They had a lot of kits, and I thought about it. But yeah, I one of my favorite tricks that you can do with star tip is core tomatoes. So I was actually like had a bunch of plum tomatoes that I needed to core, and I was like, I don't want to do this with a knife. So I ordered pastry tips instead. So That's cool. Pointy parts around the core of the tomato, and just push it in and twist it, and then you can it pulls the out you can it works on strawberries too that's such a time saver i know it's pretty great they make special like strawberry colors but it works the same well they don't work they actually work different but i (laughs) i don't even know what i'm saying (laughs) so Uh, we've got our ricer and our glass bowl kind of warming up a little bit on the stovetop on the stovetop yeah i i thought maybe we'd pop them in the oven for just like it after we take the potatoes out okay uh, so i'm gonna poke mine okay pictures of me poking <laughs> these look pretty much done put the skin on the bottom yeah. all right i'm gonna i'm gonna give mine about five more minutes okay what are you looking for so you should be able to put the fork in and pull it out pretty smoothly with zero like no resistance whatsoever okay let me try mine. There's sort of um, 
a little bit before, like when you, when I'm like the exact on this I'm looking for where you can push it in. But for some reason to me, like it has a bit of like a grainy kind of like a feel to it. Mm. But maybe it's just that there's usually a little bit of resistance to those when they're not quite done. Mine feel kind of firm still. Yeah. So then you probably need at least another minute. So I'm, I'm setting a timer for five more minutes. Okay. And we'll poke them again. <laughs> and we'll check them. We'll keep poking them. Oops. Yeah, because it by now, like they should at least mostly be done. But I don't, so I don't understand why mine aren't done. But everything change. Everything's different today than it was five hours ago when you did the first test run. <laughs> when I did the first trial run. Yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna cut your potatoes in half or something, or do you put the whole thing in the ricer? Well, earlier I put the whole thing in the ricer, but it was one of the small ones. So I mm-hmm. think it depend on the on the uh, potato farm all right timer five more minutes are done i've also kind of rolled mine around a little bit oh that's smart all right i'm gonna say five more minutes because really five more yeah unless we i forget and run away five more minutes of roasting is not gonna hurt any of those potatoes okay <laughs> um, all right i feel like you asked me a question and i did not answer it in any way shape or form so Hmm. Question you asked me? Shit. I just I didn't think. <laughs> I asked you. I have no idea. Thanks for getting together. <laughs> I have a funny story. To, well, not that funny, but kind of funny story to tell you. But the other night I couldn't sleep. I woke up at one o'clock and I was just awake for about an hour. And then at two, I started hearing all this weird, like stomping and running in the hallway. And so we have one hallway. So our apartment is like an L shape and we have hallways kind of on both of those parallels. Yeah. And so I couldn't tell like exactly where it was coming from. And then I was hearing yelling and it was like a man and a woman like yelling at each other. And I, then I heard, and it went on for probably like 15 minutes, maybe a little bit longer. And I was like, okay, I guess they're just arguing. And then the woman starts screaming, please stop, please stop. And it's going like, ha, ha, ha. And it's getting like louder and louder. And I, Jane, I had, I sat up at this point. Cause I was like, oh my God, someone's being like fucking murdered in the hallway. And James always wears earplugs. And I thought it woke him up. Cause he kind of like tossled around and I realized it didn't wake him up and so I didn't want to wake him up so I came to the door and I'm standing at the door trying to listen and our doors don't have peepholes so I can't see anything and there's no it's an interior hallway so there's no windows or anything to see what's going on and so at this point they come and they're standing right outside the door like right outside my door and she the girl goes he's not answering the phone. He's not home. He's not home. And I hear her making like a phone call through her speakerphone. And then the guy she's with goes, you better hope to fucking God that Bible is at the ATM. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what (laughs) of all the things that could have been a cause of a fight happening right now, I never would have predicted that a lost Bible was at the root. But also... (laughs) <laughs> is it a real lost bible or was it or, a bible that had a compartment in it so it just looked like a bible but really you were carrying around some sort of illicit material so that could be it totally is it some weird family bible or something and it got lost and now they're like screaming at each other but it went on for like another 20 30 minutes and I just was never able to go back to sleep that night because I was like, I don't know what happened. Like, I will never know what happened. And this is going to drive me crazy. (laughs) It's weird that they don't, you don't have peepholes on your door though. Like, I know it made me feel really uncomfortable because I was like, a part of me wanted to open the door and be like, Hey, can you keep it down? Or can you like get the fuck out of here? But I also was like in this situation or can I, can you please be quiet and let me go back to bed? Exactly. Yeah. But when I was telling James the next morning, he was like, you can't open the door in this time because you don't know if it's somebody who's not wearing a mask. And then they're suddenly like screaming in your face. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't like risk that. And I was like, 
I mean, all there's tons of reasons why I shouldn't open the door in those moments. Right. But also like, fuck, we, it's just, we, everything about where like our life right now is so weird. It's just so weird. And we're just like trying to get through it every day, but it's so weird. Oh my God. I would have been freaking out because I would be like, I need to see what's happening. But like, yeah, there's no safe way to look like. Exactly. It was, oh, it was maddening. <laughs> now I'm I'm deeply curious about the whole situation, but we'll never know. We'll never exactly. Know. We'll just have to make up our own story. It was a Bible. It was one a family heirloom and carrying contraband. So <laughs> they just put like little baggies of coke in between the pages instead of like having it hollowed out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> potatoes again it's time to poke them it's poking time potato poking time oh yeah one's good all right that one's good so not only should you be able to slide <laughs> you can hear me dropping the potatoes because they're so they're now soft enough where they're just falling off the fork <laughs> the, and and that's basically you know, what you're you're Okay, so I think mine are probably done then too. My one big one could probably go a teeny bit longer, but I think it's okay. Yeah. Oh, shit. Really hot. I'm so I'm pulling my potatoes out. I'm gonna stick my okay. bowl and my ricer in for a couple minutes. They've been sitting on the top of my stove trying to warm up, but I just want to make sure they're good and warm. The ricer feels pretty warm right now. Get my brush out. Out. Ingredients ready. So we're just making kind of but a poop emoji shape. Might have already said that. Yeah, it's a poop shape. It's like the poop emoji. That is exactly what you're going for. Okay, got it. Yeah, no, I don't have a better analogy than that. So okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna grab my potatoes out. I only need two ounces of butter, don't I? Got the whole stick out because I wasn't sure what I was doing. Yeah, if I make if I make gnocchi with the rest of the potatoes, then I'll at least have gotten a practice in. But we just we do it for the podcast. Perfect. Taking my bowl out. Okay. Take mine out. Take my ricer out. All right. It's time to rice. Yeah, my ricer has a pretty good size bowl on it. So So you can get the whole potato in. I can get the whole potato in. Please. This potato might not have been completely done. Whoops, that makes it a little harder. (laughs) Oh, either that or it's just the fact that the, the peel is still in there. It makes it a little bit harder to get out. I don't know. Yeah, my second one is going. This is hard going. You might have to stop and put take the peels out every once in a while. Oh, yeah, I am in between. I think okay. it's just a little. They're just, mine probably could have gone a teeny bit longer. All right, so we may. Oh, no. Uh oh, what's happening? <laughs> we discovered why uh, it says to take the peel out. <laughs> when I get to. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> oh, come on. Do, do, do. Okay. There we go. Oh, come on. There's a life. Ugh. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I think I, yeah, I could have gone a little longer on cooking mine. So some of my bigger ones are a little hard to get through. Yeah. There seems to be an issue here. Okay. Hard to do it. I'm making a huge mess. Okay. <laughs> go. Yeah, that's definitely worked a lot better with a small potato. I think the large potatoes make it a lot harder. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And do you think that we should have cooked them longer or we should like cut them in half or something? Going to take an extra half hour just trying to squeeze these stupid potatoes through here. Seriously? <laughs> like keep it hot, but <laughs> I don't know if you heard me, but I was wondering if we should have cooked these bigger ones longer or if we should like cut them in half or, or peel them. I think... It might have been a peel issue. Peel issue? Okay. Oh, yeah. The, the smaller ones that I have are way easier to squeeze. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it might be like, yeah, if you cut them in half and just plop them in there, then you've got like, okay. you know, somewhere for the flesh to go that doesn't have potato in the way or skin in the way. <laughs> Plato? I said potato, but. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. At least one of my potatoes. Never mind. Uh, one of my potatoes needed to be in the oven longer. Okay. So combo. So, and do we change the oven temperature? Or does it stay at 350? Oh, no, it's got to go up to 400. So 
Oh, okay. All right, 375. 375, putting my two ounces of butter into my potatoes. Okay. And pepper. Oh, I'm going to grind my pepper, so that's not too loud. Not at all. All right, butter's going in. Hmm. Oh, and a little bit of nutmeg. Oh, do not, do not drop the whole nutmeg into your bowl. <laughs> How much salt was it again? It says as needed. <laughs> right, okay. I, I'd put at least a tablespoon in, probably. Okay. And if that ends up being way too much, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I, don't I love salt. So oh, it's still very warm and a pinch of nutmeg for me, since I don't have fresh ground nutmeg the way Gretchen does. Oh, oh. Nope. <laughs> no, sorry. I found a giant piece of skin in my, oh. <laughs> so I guess that's another point for why you would uh, want to remove the peels early. Sure. All right, now I'm going to put my in. Put your yolks in? Yeah, my yolks. Big yolks. Those in. I did do a little light mixing with the other ingredients first, cool them down just a smidge so there was less chance of me putting the egg in there and having it cook before I get it mixed in. Got it. Now, but let's say it should should Shishold. <laughs> it's shape when dropped off a spoon. Okay. Mine, yeah, is definitely uh, I'm good. <laughs> it's coming off the spoon at all. Yeah, not at all. So this is me. There you go. All right. Okay. We're ready to put it in the bag. Yep. Is this going to be your dinner or are you going to have something else with it? (laughs) I'm having dinner at the Heritage Eats food truck. I'm not sure if we're going to it or picking stuff up. I'm not really. Oh, fun. This is my first time using a piping bag. Oh, I probably should have loaded it a little slower, but I guess you probably aren't doing too badly with it. No, I just noticed that you had folded yours over a little bit. I, so I think you had sent me an article that recommended a 12 to 18 inch bag. And when I got to the kitchen supply store, the sizes went up to 24. And so I felt like, well, I probably shouldn't get 24, but now I can get something bigger than 18. So I got a 21 inch. I think it's wildly too big. Oh, well, that's what I have. I've got almost all potatoes <laughs> in here, but I stopped. I left about a quarter of the potato mixture because I felt like it would be too bit too unwieldy. Oh, I put all mine in. guess I should take a picture real quick. So, oh, sorry. Do you want to? See how I do this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you do not just my phone. All right. <laughs> Good. Perfect. Okay. So mine's piping pretty well. Like that. Okay. So how how many inches wide do you think that is? Just an, under two or just over two, something like that? Just a little, uh, probably about three inches across, actually. I mean, the nice thing is, is that while it's hot, like these are, you're not going to have to worry too much about like having not the right internal temperature. Like it's going to uh-huh. really quickly. So you could do it, you know, even a little bit larger and you wouldn't have to risk too much of it not getting cooked all the way through is what I'm attempting to say. All right. I Got it. Five out of mine. Okay. This is taking me forever because the tip is so small. It, it didn't look like it was that small. It is like not coming through. Uh-oh. I don't want you to have to take your tip, your thing out, but like take the tip out and just use your coupler as a plain tip, I guess. Uh-huh. Okay. Shoot. Oh my God. Yours looks so fun. It a little bit different. So if I take the tip off, I have to take everything out of the bag. Yeah, that's why I was like, I don't want to have to make you do that, but I also feel like it might be faster than what's happening. Okay, I'm going to do it real quick then. Oops. I think you're mostly worried about like the, the actual mixing process, and I'm sure it's easier to pipe them when they're warm as well. Okay. But taking them out for a minute to get the tip out is not going to end your life. Okay. okay. And more in there? No. Try that again. Much better. <laughs> a little bit easier. Yeah. I was like, I think you might be struggling a little too hard there for it to be not worth. Yeah, that wasn't worth the energy. Yeah. Like, I hate me by the time you get that done. <laughs> Damn, these Duchess potatoes. These douchey potatoes. Douchey potatoes. <laughs> Why did I let you talk me into this? <laughs> oh my God, mine are a mess. <laughs> this is funny. Well, my, my ridges are definitely flattening down with while I'm trying to brush the uh, egg yolk, the, the egg wash on them here. I'm going to take these other ones off the tray. I've got, see if I can pick those up without destroying them. The other foot. Isabella decided she did not want to be in her cage today. Oh, why? Usually our Isabella's in her cage and Aria is not. I figured it was fine to give them a little space. Stay out. Yeah. Just as a reminder, these are the bunnies that have been fighting everyone. 
So they can't both be out at the same time. Nowhere to go talk. And so t- tell me again about the egg wash, Gretchen. I don't think we talked people through what's happening there. What's happening with this. So it's yeah. Help brown the potatoes a little bit. So it just sort of makes things look nice and gives it a bit of a shiny appearance. And so we just whisk one egg. Together, yeah. And uh, I'm brushing it on. I could have whisked mine a little bit more because I'm getting some large chunks of what's called albumin. Oh. Or just like falling onto the sheet pan. <laughs> so I got I've got two shapes here. I'm putting mine into the oven. Okay. Or okay. should I wait for you? I will be just behind you. I am egg washing now. You're egg washing, so you're close. Yeah. All right. So I've got this. I'm putting my thing on 10 minutes. See where we get to at that point. I know, Aria. It's so mean of me to make you stay in your cave. She's not used to that. She's not used to being restricted, no. Yeah, she thinks the, she's the boss. Okay, I'm putting them in. They are, oh my God, Gretchen, you're going to die when you see these. <laughs> I was going to say, you are barely even a minute behind me. Okay, great. Phew. Well, that was fast and furious. Yeah. Sort of. Did your family often have potato side for Thanksgiving? Or what did you often do for Thanksgiving? Always. 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 Always and almost always mashed potatoes. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot remember a single Thanksgiving where we didn't have mashed potatoes. Totally. They're such a classic. Yeah, I we always had mashed potatoes too. And then when I started going to Thanksgiving at a friend's house, I became responsible for mashed potatoes. But it made a big difference having a ricer. I love a smooth, smooth mashed potato. Like, yeah, I'm excited. I think this will be fun. People should definitely try it. It's a little bit time consuming on the day, I imagine, when you're already kind of moving and jumping around. Yeah. But we know a lot of people are home and can't travel right now or shouldn't travel right now. So why not make Duchess potatoes this year? And I will report back on my findings from putting them in the fridge tonight and trying to cook them tomorrow and see, Great. you know, what the result is. Because then if you could at least make them ahead of time. So what I'll probably do is take part of them out and put them on, in the oven right out of the fridge and cook them and see how that goes. And then I'll take another set because I've got two containers right now. So I'm like, okay, that's easy partitioning. And take the other set and let, let it sit at room temperature for like an hour and then bake it to get it back to, you know, a little bit warmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely needed to cook my larger potatoes a little bit longer. Me but too. Nice thing is that with the ricer, it just doesn't mash those parts. So yeah, just pull them out. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. Yeah, pull them out. <laughs> is there anything we could use these skins for in a second repurposing or a second life or something? Well, I mean, I thought about you could stick them back in the oven and like crisp them up and like eat them just kind of like a for oven crispy potato thing. You could also fry them. I mean, I love a good potato skin. So mm-hmm. yeah, then yeah, as as its own thing. Oh, oh wait, okay, good. You didn't set a timer. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> well, I can turn around and look. So <laughs> oh, with that, that's helpful too. <laughs> I'm getting so much better at cooking by doing this podcast because like half the time I forget to set a timer. Now I'm like, now we need <laughs> so that we can report these to people. So time right. important. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. This is, it's going to be an interesting Thanksgiving. You'll have your parents there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering if Paul and Kristen might come. I'm, I haven't figured out mm-hmm. how exactly to handle that, but I was like, we could rent, although I we might you might have a hard time finding an outdoor heater at this point. But oh yeah, and be outside. That's true. Either be renting them or buying them. But I was like, you could also do like a little fire pit. Mm. Do it that way, but it might just end up being me and my parents. So we'll see. Somebody posted on that apparently the guidance in California is you can only have three of your adult children at the Thanksgiving, and she was like complaining. Okay. She's just like, oh my God, I can't believe they're telling us what to do for Thanksgiving. And I was like, really just a general guideline. Well, so here, here's my thing about that. And I'm like, you do realize, A, this is a guideline of how to do it safely. It's based on science. So all they're trying to do is tell you how to have a family gathering safely. 
So I, I don't know if you've registered that I just said that mine are nowhere near done. Okay, let me check. I'm putting another five minutes on the timer. I'm actually gonna spin mine around. Okay, I'll do the same. Yeah, mine are not done. <laughs> not even remotely, not even remotely done. I, I'm just, I'm so furious about, well, everything because it's right. funny and I don't know what I would be doing if I wasn't raging about something. I don't, don't know. I don't know how to feel anything else anymore. It's like last night when I was a bit fucked up, like I was like, this is the freest I've felt in so long, you know, like. Yeah, I've been drinking a little more than usual in the evenings. I've been staying up a little later. I put these big headphones on and I play music and I'm just like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> I don't know. Mine still don't look done. They're not toasty. I mean, see. I'm going to pull them out of the oven so I can really see them because the oven light is not awesome. Yeah, mine are not crispy yet. They're still pretty yellow. Yeah, mine are very yellow still. So this is either a comment on the type of potato. Okay. Because I did discover I, when I was looking at the types of potato, Yukon gold. Isn't it Yukon gold? It is, but I actually said it backwards. I inverted the first letter. So. <laughs> That's why I laughed. Um, <laughs> I didn't catch that through the headphones. Yeah, no, I, it was close enough that it would, probably wouldn't be terribly noticeable. <laughs> I No, I understand that. Uh, yeah, I forgot to set a timer, so we might want to check our potatoes in a second here. Oops. All right, I'm not getting a lot of browning here, and I don't think I want to leave these in any longer because otherwise they might turn out kind of dry and yicky. But okay, only one of mine that has an especially high peak is browning, and it's just that little peak. So I'm I'm wondering if my oven's not be. I maybe check. go to 400 would have just to. Force that. Yeah, to force it. Mine's right. right at 375. Yeah, just to push it a little bit further. Because maybe we really should have been doing this with russet, is what I'm thinking. Right. Since the, these ten are, I guess, a little bit higher in moisture. But I was like, damn it, stop confusing me, Pro Chef. <laughs> yeah. McGee, I didn't read my Harold McGee this time. Uh, <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. So. All right, so we've pulled them out. So uh, how long was that total? Probably 25 minutes? At least 20. But yeah, I think maybe put it in a broil for a minute at the beginning and then turn oh. it back to the oven. But sure, I'm going to I'm gonna see what the temperature is inside of these. 170, no, 180. Come on, No, sorry, 175 is what I meant to say. Um, plenty warm. Plenty warm. Warmed through. Well, I guess I'll turn my oven off then. I think. I think we're, we're done. Our Dutch's potatoes. Mine don't look very regal. <laughs> mine are not. Oh, look, the bottoms of mine are pretty nice, though. Oh, yeah. Cute. Oh, mine's a little bit crispier on the bottom, too. Yeah. Where'd my phone go? <laughs> I lost my phone for hours the other day. <laughs> it's, like, stressful, but also kind of nice. Yeah. So So if you make them at home, let us know how it goes. Probably yeah. your shapes will be better than mine. I can't wait to post the pictures and show everyone how ridiculous my <laughs> Royal, my Duchess potatoes are. Your royalty potatoes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, I don't know. I know you don't like egg, mm-hmm. but you might be offended by by how this tastes now because it definitely has an <laughs> egg flavor to it, mm-hmm. which I, I I find very pleasing. But yeah. yeah, I'm going to give it a try. I'm, my guess is this is going to be a little bit more of a James dish than a Becca dish, but for now, I'm excited to try it. It's nice. It, I mean, it also has a nice buttery, buttery flavor to it. Mm. Yeah. That I will never say no to. Mm-hmm. I think most of the egginess comes from the outside. The wash. Uh, yeah, I'll have to experiment with uh, getting a nicer, crispier outside. Mm-hmm. Very hot. Very hot, yeah. Gretchen's trying to chew it and it's looking painful. <laughs> not I've ever done. Okay. <laughs> I did not burn my mouth. <laughs> so we're going to have a couple of thoughts when we... Yeah. When we re- we're ready to talk about this. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. We finished early. Amazing. That's amazing. For what? For what? Uh, but yeah, overall, I mean, it's not super hard. No, it's not. No. It's pretty, it's pretty easy. It almost in a way is easier than mashed potatoes. All right. Let's not get too crazy there, Becca. I, think. I know. I know. I know. It's wild that it's November. These are going to be awesome now or for Thanksgiving or for a for- Tuesday. Yeah, whenever you want them. I know this would be really good with like a prime rib roast. Ooh, soak up a little of that juice that's floating around on the plate. <laughs> Ooh, vegetarian. 
We're going to have some fish and asparagus with this, though. Oh, nice. That'll be good. Yeah. Oh, there, I found the nutmeg. Mm. Uh, <laughs> All right. All right. Yes, we want to see your pictures. Let us know how you do if you do this. Let us know that we're crazy if you think it's the hardest thing you've ever done. And <laughs> yeah, or how long it took you to cook it. We'd love to know what's yeah. going on with you know. our ovens today or if you got yours crispy on the outside. Because mine definitely has like a firmer outer side, but not not what I was hoping to get to. Right. Awesome. Duchess potatoes. This Duchess potatoes. Okay. Until next time. Until next time. We'll talk to you verbally. Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I probably will talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>